Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Geopolitical R Us, where we discuss all kinds of stuff going on all over the world that we have no idea about. <laughs> through, the, uh, through the lens of ignorance. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, no, we can't just go ignorance. We need to go, like, faux knowledge. Because ignorance, you're just, you're just silent, or should be. Okay. And <laughs> should be. With, should a, be. with a pervasive background in Google searching. Y- yes. Or having a computer right at your fingertips so you can keep up with, you know, any conversation being had about any topic. Some total of human knowledge in your pocket and people are more misinformed I'd or say disinformed than ever. Yes. Armchair arguments from headlines. Oh, I like that. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the name of the episode. Armchair arguments? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what I'm arguing for or against, which is perfect, because I don't think anybody else does either. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tar and feather him. He disagrees. <laughs> Cancel that motherfucker. There's, I mean, my, the first funny point was... And not to belittle the one person who died in the United States day that will be remembered forever, 1-6-2020, also known as the insurrection. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like the day that will live on in infamy. But that same day, there was what I would call, for lack of a better term, is a real insurrection On that same day in another country. Oh, but a year later. A year later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, oh, sorry. It, on the day we were remembering, there was a the, real fucking insurrection going yeah. on. It's we're, true. It's kind of like the April 19th of, you know, <laughs> of your. <laughs> Listen, when they say never forget, if you give me 365 days to never forget, I'm guaranteed to forget. Yeah, I can't keep track of them all. <laughs> what do we? I've got. I mean, let's go down the list. We got nine eleven. That was an important one. That's you know something that mm-hmm. may have caused some people some yeah. issues. That's and relatively recent. Relatively, um, I, I, the Bay of Pigs, like you. Oh yeah. So eloquently brought up in the office. What did, what day did that happen? I don't know. Don't ever forget it, though. (laughs) (laughs) That that was a. Don't ever forget that it did happen. Right. Yeah. There we go. That's it. Was that a bureaucratic nightmare? Was that without? It probably turned out to be. Yeah, but I don't think. (laughs) I think it was a illustration of the effectiveness of bureaucracy. Okay. Ooh. Now, are we to be clear? Are we talking about the Bay of Pigs, or are we talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis? Which See, one are we? two different things. I think we're I think we're on our way to a Cuban Missile Crisis, not a Bay of Pigs. But I've seen both referred to. Yes, as in... if they were interchangeable. Right, yeah. which but they are two not. Totally different things. <laughs> right? Completely different things. <laughs> totally. So we've got the remember, remember the fifth of November. Oh fuck! What happened the fifth of November? Gunpowder plot. Yeah, guy, yeah. Oh, v for Vendetta. Yeah, 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 got it. Oh well, I didn't see the movie, but I know who Guy Fox is. Mm. Was. It was Ish. loosely based on something that was going to happen to Parliament, right? 
And now is it? It's eleven ten, right? Uh, eleven ten. 1770 something for a certain branch of the military oh yeah marine corps birthday on yeah. 11 10 i see you guys we've already forgotten pretty much every date that we've already mentioned <laughs> but i'm true <clears throat> god damn right 1770 how was that what was that horrible burpee pull-up workout oh was, 1776 the or no it was 1775 yeah yeah 1775 i guess yeah yeah, because it was seventy. It ended up being seventy five of something that was really not seventeen burpee pull pull-ups, seventy five air squats. Right, it? eleven times or some crazy thing. I can't yeah. remember. Anyway, oh. it's is fine. I remember Aaron doing that in Vancouver. In Vancouver, actually, because yeah. that would have been November. Yeah, tenth. Was that right? I think that's about right. Yeah, yeah. it's right after. Yeah, that's Tuns right. Tavern, T U N N. Okay, yeah. Marine, <laughs> Marine Corps birthday workout. Okay. That's yeah, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. I that's gotcha. how terrible that workout is. I remember the workout, but not what the workout is named after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only atrocity was my own fitness. <laughs> how, I do have a question for both of you, actually, because mm-hmm. yeah. this, this would make sense. How do you guys feel about workout dedications is it a pretty i go both ways Ooh, i'm gonna blaspheme so no no mm-hmm. i go both ways on it because i go back and forth because sometimes i read something i'm like go fuck yourself like that's a terrible way to remember x or whatever um no i'm not doing 911 burpees or whatever the thing would be but in some cases like i think Murph, I'll do nine plus eleven i think murph <laughs> is a fucking really cool workout Mm -hmm. but if you do it for everybody and every little thing you know not everybody's a hero i guess is what i'm trying to say got your workouts covered for the whole year though okay how about this Mm. do you think it minimizes or um uh, you know brings brings to light appreciation no in if we're just talking about murph and what it's become this yearly this annual Mm -hmm. um workout that i think has become less about remembering and honoring the memory of Michael Murphy and has become more about being seen doing this workout and trying to get the best time and trying to maximize the exposure for the individual versus it being about the memory and being about the memorial. I mean, you just described an American citizen, not the actual idea of working out and trying to remember somebody, but... <laughs> I know you can't distinguish the two. So like like how do you yeah, how do you separate how terrible we are at at any kind I mean we, I posted the other day that a humble the poet posted something about like man if if when someone dies the best thing you can do is dig up a picture the last picture you took with them in order to have an excuse to talk about yourself that's not really you know that's not really the point. Is that kind of... Oh, oh totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> completely, completely uh, agree. And that's our podcast for today, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Please feel free to uh, do something physiologically impossible to yourself. <laughs> I, I, how do you... When you see... Like, I mean, you've seen it as long as anybody. Because it's a fairly, I don't know, recent 20-year phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a... It, it's a starting with CrossFit phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then how, you know, uh, I, I need to know the rules. Like what are like, 
do, do we do it for officers? Do we do it only for enlisted? Do they have to be special operations? Does no, they do it for cops be... now. And so it's Jethro Bubba, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, driving that Crown Vic a little too close <laughs> to the edge and uh, like rolled it off the highway. We got to do, I mean, what's the word? What's that workout? Like tumbling forwards for time? Well, I think I, like I'm, I, I, I look to, to seriously answer the question. I'm for, for that workout idea, that thing of like, okay, let's gather together as friends. Let's say maybe the people that actually knew the individual mm-hmm. and do the thing. I, and I, I, it really makes me sick what those things have, what that has become. I mean, yes, that is a great workout. Yes, it mm-hmm. was a great idea mm-hmm. um, for him to have come up with. Should that be the real history of that workout? Yeah. Um, and which I never looked into. I just assumed that that was true. Uh, and the, but but I think it, it be, because it has turned to focus on like, yeah, I did Murph with like an extra, you know, can of Rainier in my vest or whatever, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, or or, sure, or, yeah. or something. Um, I don't think that 20 years on, you know, that was a. Uh, kill me for saying it like that that was a big enough sacrifice to uh, like remain that like yeah, yeah but independence day okay i'm good yeah i'm good but so many have lost their lives given their lives um across a certain amount of time that uh the sort of memorializing dare i say glorifying of certain specific individuals um i i i don't say don't do it but you know you everyone does realize now what that will become because human nature is what it is and exploitive yeah exploitative in in nature and look at me in nature you know it's just like i'm i'm doing it and and yes there's an honor thing there like do the workout hey how about provide for the family <laughs> like do absolutely and, and i'm not saying that's not a gofundme thing or whatever no. it's just like do do something you know m- meaningful like uh, or, or help or, or or do it to not post on social media platforms that you did it but do it maybe you can raise some money and get it to um an organization you know for gold star families um that you know has a really high percentage of the money actually passing through and going to the families as opposed to you know I don't some do that the other I just yeah. I just do murph and then I go scream at people to defund the police I <laughs> that you hit on two of the kind of <laughs> deals that I I think about when I cuz I actually really enjoy it, but I think less about the individual of Murph, because I didn't know. I think the same thing. Like I don't know who that person is, and I also didn't see some, you know, some kind of sacrificial lamb that that you know in any way, shape, or form overshadowed other sacrificial lambs. Are there? Let's just let me just I'd pose the question of of like, uh, 
he was the only one then for that 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 uh for that particular operation he was not no there was amazing there was some others was there, was there six? anybody remember their names or done their workouts there was a uh helicopter full of individuals actually yes because the entire helicopter went down and uh so that is kind of to go along with oh so we'll do the chinook workout well (laughs) the ch-47 workout i mean the uh the extortion 17 yeah yeah i mean that's gonna be a fucked up workout right there (laughs) 31 individuals yeah uh so it's like oh whoa there were more were there not 31 am i right am i right Thir- 31 <laughs> see i can't 31 even, names that we remember I, anyways th- there we go 31 names that we remember and memorialize as yeah. having sacrificed for this country instead of the one where they were living are they yes. i was gonna say are they blank name tags at langley or you know there's there was some uh uh afghan army on, oh, on oh right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but, gotcha. but because, you know, we can't pronounce. And, <laughs> you know. How, how could I ever, <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I ever post it about this workout? Because I can't pronounce that name from the <laughs> Afghan National. Yeah, or, or, I mean, and, you know, I, I, I'd be happy to do the Bart the Dog, you know, workout. You know, there's, there's yeah. one. Um, you know, but... but it, it, like the things keep happening, and and the th- and and, the, and and yes, to to draw attention, let's say to, um, uh, what became Operation Red Wing, Red Wings, yeah. Red Wings, right? Um, through that that particular individual, I okay, I think people should know the history, and then and 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 to try to understand a, you know, uh, why it happened. On the macro and micro levels, mm-hmm. um, and you know, look into it a, like a little bit deeper, rather than you know, come on, you, you you barely got the toes of one foot wet, like dipping into this water, and I think we need to, uh, you know, we are. I think it's incumbent on all of us to to pay better attention and be better at remembering. Sure, but we're also like. Uh, addressing a population that builds you know for the mass majority builds its entire worldview based off of headlines and maybe a sub tag or something and so that where i was going to the thing is because i'm kind of conflicted but kind of in a different way okay uh conflicted because i i when i do it and i do it every year sometimes and i just try to i do fucked up variations of it that way, it's not a comparison thing. It's not a time thing. It has more to do with about sitting for a long time and suffering and thinking about other people who have done the same yeah. and not come out of it the other side. That That's like the premise that I like about it is that it, it's a, a period of time, probably an hour to two hours, which you're uncomfortable and you're uncomfortable under the, 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 the banner of people sacrificing themselves. I also think about it like, man, if... Every single senator, congressman, politician, every time a soldier died, had to do a heinous fucking workout. That alone would probably stop us sending boys to war because they don't want to be uncomfortable. But there's no discomfort in anything that heads of state have to basically do other than go, oh, that's going to look bad for re-election season. That I think I'm torn about is that 
you know, for for let's say there's there's the mass public where Memorial Day is more about hot dogs and sale items on furniture, and then there's like this subcategory of pseudo appreciative freedom lovers who are like, yeah, fuck yeah, people will think I'm hardcore American because I'm posting my friend time next to a hero water or whatever, and they don't know the deep story. They don't. They're doing it for attention because it's like seems like a semi, you know. Um, I don't know, grateful thing to do as an American citizen, uh, other than flying your like fuck Biden flag or whatever. So there's like this. That's uh, that's Brandon. Let's <laughs> go, Brandon. <laughs> I th- there's like these weird things around. Not it. our Brandon because he's because no. he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, so, no, that Brandon's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so th- there's this like there's this weird part of it where I still think I, I still think there's like a there's something good. All the all of the terrible things that people do to fuck it up make it bad but there's a good idea in there that is like hurt a little bit so that you understand that people hurt a lot and i think that will you know circle back to a conversation sometime in the last few days happening Mm. in the office about it about the intention being Mm. you know the thing that matters um and i i think that started the hero Mm -hmm. wads whatever it started with good intention yeah. and then human nature worked its ugly magic <laughs> and now it has become something a bit, a bit different. And then to guys that I know that know the truth of, you know, the sort of what actually happened on the ground mm-hmm. is their, uh, th- their appreciation of that is different. So this is why, I would did something really dumb and brought up something like fitnessy on this podcast. Yeah. But, I mean, this is the first time we've talked about fitness out of the right out of the gate in yeah, a long time. For sure. <laughs> and the reason being is because we're getting into geopolitics and I thought I would start it with the idea of the the output of these things, which is yeah. a bunch of people are dead, right? And how they died, whatever whatever the cause doesn't it's irrelevant, it's war. And we're going to celebrate them, but we have a chance right now, or or some countries or some leaders have a chance right now to reflect before something bad happens. Yeah, to be oh, like this is, you know, does anybody actually think about that? Or the no? the problem in both camps mm-hmm. could potentially be linked back to the deification of certain individuals. Yeah. And the view that some individuals should be elevated above others and that can put people in the position of potentially having a memory changed into something that's less about the memorial and more about the present and what am I doing and what can I do? Or it can be looked at as, well, I don't like this person, but I like this person, so I'm going to elevate this person to a level where now... This individual is making decisions on the world stage that he is completely incapable of responsibly making. Yeah, the never forget thing has nothing to do with it. Never forget the Memorial Day sales. It has to do with it. Never forget the tragedy. Never forget the the loss. Don't forget the... Never forget the last time we stepped on our crank. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in in, in a way, I mean, it's kind of curious because um, sort of what's... Let's just go... Uh, with the the situation in the Ukraine for right now, we can we can touch Kazakhstan, you know, yep. later because mm-hmm. that that was cool. Um, 
but I, I actually, there is a, a, you know, a search string in my history from this morning. Of <laughs> why should I care about the Ukraine? And I can't, I like the, the, the article that I found from the hill.com was from 2019. Like it was all like the initial incursion. Yeah. Um, For in, Crimea, right? And into the sort of the border zone, yeah. uh, the Donbass, yeah, because yeah, it was so, uh, like Anthony and, Bourdain, wasn't it? Like Anthony Bourdain <laughs> went there and like showed the fucking border being moved overnight. Like one one night, this lady had a farm, and the next night, her cows were on the other side of a fence that got moved in the middle of the night because the Russians I, moved the border. I, I vaguely remember this. I think parts unknown. I think it was. I think so. Yeah. 2014 yeah yeah but it was weird like there, there was nothing current there that i could use to sort of inform myself mm. apart from like the headlines of you know like right now which i it's like well what what would be the bad deal i mean obviously the soviet union deunionized for you know various yeah. you know um, powerful reasons mm-hmm. and is it because Putin needs a breadbasket? Because isn't that sort of the, you know part of the Ukraine's role in this area? I think it's like beachfront property. Yeah, but they got that big ass lake. If they just hadn't sunk all the fucked up <laughs> nuclear devices to the bottom of it, they could have beachfront property on that <laughs> deepest lake in the world, right? <laughs> um, I speak out of my ass. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and so I couldn't find out. I'm like, okay, so Ukraine wants to join NATO. Likelihood of that happening, or do they want to? I remember there's some discussion around NATO itself. Mm-hmm. And, and um, be, you know, Ukraine, it's a buffer zone between us and the big bad bear. Um, or, like, I'm just not quite there any... Uh, I mean, do we have to participate in the conflict in order to boost our economy? Um, or can we just watch it and, and like, buy and boost the economy? You know, like, I don't... I have uh, so little understanding of this particular conflict. And, and in conflicts, you know, recent past ones, I thought I had understanding, later found out that I didn't. Sure. Um, but at least I went in thinking I, I you know... New. Are you talking about that short stint in Afghanistan and Iraq? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ace of clubs, man. So here, here's where. So I, you went looking for kind of like what the reasons were immediately of why. And I kind of well, like, yeah, this guy wants this. Yeah. These people don't want to accept yeah. that. And yeah. these other people over here who think they have, a, have, you know, a say in it also want something different. And I was like, what are, what are, what are we all talking about here? Because on the surface, it looks very like, oh, shit, Russia has always wanted that. Like they've always wanted to kind of come back and carve that piece out for themselves. And this just was like the convenient framework in which for that to happen. Okay. But I think in looking a little bit, like I didn't understand. So I went looking for like, Russia is a very strange country from what I can see, but they're almost old world in their approach. Like they have not, they haven't gotten into the same ideological messes that we have. They, uh, their ideological mess, they're still recovering from, which would be, you know, communism and, and this whole deal. And then I found this speech that he gave not too long ago, Putin did. And this is kind of interesting because he's 
uh, with with all the like Russian bot stuff going on and the influence that they that we believe that Russia has on our mass media and our social circumstances, which is you know for lack of better knowledge probably true why wouldn't they take advantage of our ability to scream at each other is my my thought but then uh, this whole speech is a really long speech but this like part that he has and i'll quote it this is from a memory article like a kind of like a political philosophical site that kind of really analyzes political leaders to try to find like what they're really trying to do and so he pulled this on, um, to, this is Putin. Today's liberalism is so rotten within that it's easy enough to throw out now because it itself has recognized progress, freedom, and development to be absolute fictions. Liberalism has recognized that it is a kind of particular totalitarian approach. Behind all these ideas of liberation, freedom, equality, individualism, etc., stands none other than the will of power. And you're like, he's not fucking wrong. Like he really isn't. Oh, not at all. I mean, I, I, I b- believe I. We've had this. Kind of, maybe I even said it on the podcast. But my, you know, when there was a election here in this country a year and some ago, um, and it it uh, we had the head of state change, mm-hmm. um, and the previous head of state had been called a fascist and this and that and blah blah blah. And my comment was, well, now we'll see who the real fascists are, which is actually, you know, it's, it's not a, you know, fascist is uh, an inaccurate term. We'll see, yeah. you know, who the real totalitarians are. And it's not, and, and, and just because it's shared, um, you know, across a, a, a boardroom or, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a rotunda or something, if you will, um, it, it, it's not. Uh, it, it's no different to the the the, the uh, people receiving the benefits of said totalitarianism or authoritarianism. Yeah, yeah, that I would say and, it's totalitarian or like autocrats instead of. I mean, it's, but it's dressed. You dress it up in the right clothes. I mean, just like her and man. <laughs> so here's this is why like a lot of people like I don't have a poli sci background. I know very little about whatever we're really talking about other than like the superficial things that people inform me. Like most of my education is essentially what news stream has like fed to me. If I go back and look at most of my understanding of history, that's kind of what it is. A, what I know about history is what I've been told in a Mm. textbook that was, I remember the dates. I remember the people that are involved. And a lot of that is suspect to begin with. And then second, during my lifetime, the things that I remember are also just what I've been fed from people that have been told that are correct. So I acknowledge that before I make any opinion that it's probably wrong. Um, But the thing where I think it's important to, like, from our perspective as um, fitness unenthusiasts, (laughs) is is that a lot of this comes down to whether you want people – um, to make their own decisions and be responsible for themselves or you don't. And I think power seizing, no matter whether it's countries or, or um, you, you know, kind of anything. In group. Yeah, yeah, in group, um, political uh, assignments, all of this stuff just has to do with like this notion that a leader will make your life easier or it will remove responsibility or it will make your life more comfortable. And all of these ideas, I think, are poisonous because... Putin is sent what he what he could um, he could switch out words for liberal democracy and just put in communism because they're acting very, very much the same, which is to, um, you know, basically take people's 
overpower and kind of uh, third party it. And this is this is this is such a trick of human nature to be like, oh, I'm helping you. Right. We're giving you this welfare program. We're giving you this state sponsored assets. You get this help. This is the help. This is your bailout. This is, you know, your covid relief fund. This is all of the things. And that seductive idea is that, oh, I get this without seeing the cost of that, which essentially is just harming yourself almost in every single circumstance. One of the problems with any program is like it's not that you shouldn't help people is that most help for any person is not actually help. And I think we see this in your friends, in your family that you help that are in need. You want to help. But if you do too much, you enable something that's almost demonic in nature. It grows this inability for somebody to take care of themselves. And all you're seeing, I think, in these like geopolitical things is like that feature amplified at scale which is for one person to convince many people that they can help them and that they can reduce their suffering or enable their success somehow. And that gives that person more power. And now you've just really gotten away from the idea that we're all kind of responsible for ourselves. Yes, we need to help other people if we want to have communities that can help us in return, but almost all help has to have an end date. Like, a, you know, it's not like a, Afghanistan occupation kind of thing. <laughs> you got to have to like, there's a time period where I go, okay, this person needs help during this moment. And after that, they're done in that way. Somebody and also what goes into that is the acknowledgement and teaching that that person can in fact do it by themselves. Like you don't neuter somebody and tell them this is one of the hard, like one of the things, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when I look at, you know, a lot of veterans that we work with, they are told numerous times that they are 100% disabled, that they're unable to live a normal life, that they're like the psychology behind, you know, getting some of the benefits of being disabled are sometimes psychologically neutering too. Like you are, you start to believe that I can't actually do anything. When in reality, you know, man, humans are very capable. And to say that they're not capable is actually more damaging than sometimes the explosions that they're involved in or the traumatic brain injuries or something like that, because you're starting to change the human spirit, which is the idea of what you think that it is to be a human. And that, that's a, like, it's a long way to bring this like, you know, weird roly poly subject into where I think geopolitical uh, events happening are always kind of like a, a window into how you how a country or a community of people acts as individuals because that starts to manifest they just kill the conversation <laughs> no you didn't you didn't kill it not not at all it's just a lot of uh it was a lot it's a lot it's a lot to process it's a lot to think through and it's a lot to come up with <laughs> I mean, really, anything to add? <laughs> you know, so because it. it's, it's okay. Well, no, no, not <laughs> not so much. It's like there's what's the counterpoint to that? Like, no, you're wrong. No, it's not. It's not a thing. It could be. Like, um, I'm not opposed to being wrong. Um, the counterpoint to that is, man, you don't know shit. You you don't have the poli side blah blah degree that I have, and I'm gonna say what's right or not. I, I mean, because we're all. You know, we are all trying to make our way through here, um, and but but I I do agree that like wow, being able to witness groups of people interacting with each other from afar, it is. I mean, it's obviously it's human nature writ large. Mm -hmm. 
And what we are mostly concerned with is human nature writ small. Mm -hmm. And I was talking the other day um, about how, like, yeah, my psychology's changed a little bit in the last years based on my uh, fairly consistent reading of the news. Mm. And looking back in time, when I... Like, okay, I lived in a foreign country. All I was interested in is climbing mountains mm -hmm. and, you know, and I was in the middle of it mm -hmm. and had no fucking awareness of anything. Like you asked me, I lived in France full time, five years. Do I understand anything about their political system and, and who's in, who's out, what, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I do not. I did <laughs> not pay attention. My life was awesome because I didn't pay attention to all of the human machinations of these people trying to climb up, these people not trying try not to get pushed down, these people, you know, being ha having a brighter light shined on them and a lot more opportunity. These people over here, not at all. Mm -hmm. Put them in the suburbs. They'll riot and then we'll burn it and it'll all go away. Um, <laughs> what I understand about French politics, but... Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> and, and now I'm just like, Okay, I've been asking myself for the last little bit. It's like, well, I can't influence any of the outcome of any of this beyond a very limited, you know, mm -hmm. sort of reach, i.e., myself, and mm -hmm. you know, and I can have conversations with people, but that's not influence. That's not necessarily influence or changing or getting people to believe what I believe, um, <laughs> and and beyond that. But I still want to know. I still have this 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 uncontrollable desire to read this shit and it's mm -hmm. not because it's like a car wreck mm -hmm. and i just want to see it again in slow motion did, did you see or that see the fucking or, arm fly out yeah, yeah or that guy the motorcycle wreck oh, that the did, you, did you see it on the news where the lady goes oh sh <laughs> <laughs> she just is like okay I mean, we, the dude was going like 131 oh, miles an hour when someone pulled the left turn in front of him and i'm boom. like oh oh, oh. yeah and so, like, I don't need to see that again. My life is not any better for knowing that that happened or any different. But, um, but, but it does. Like, you, I read the things and I get the idea that it matters. And I'm not sure it does <laughs> for me personally. Yeah, a bunch. Like, hey, if you know the hundred thousand troops amassed on the border decide to, you know move in a west uh, southwesterly direction i guess or westerly direction um a lot of people are gonna fucking die and that's horrible and it matters but what am i i'm like a paying member of the paying audience but but do you think do you think that idea is almost evil that you've convinced yourself that um the the world is too big that there's no way that you have any influence therefore it oh, takes away some of your of course i think i get i can i can i will go through all of the permutations of this sure yeah um i generally can fall asleep eventually mm -hmm. but 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 thinking about all of the, the 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 different things and then uh whatever happened with the uh the second opinion conference today um, <laughs> oh jesus and Christ. i just now i'm like Ugh. Man. Okay, I don't want to put a gun in my mouth <laughs> anymore. I just need to find the right mouth. Interesting use of language. Why do you say evil for an attitude of more detached 
potentially more object a more objective perspective on events um evil's a, evil evil's like an interesting term it's like um well it's live spelled backwards so <laughs> Um, so there's, there's a couple of things with the term evil and this isn't like a universal good versus like evil, mm-hmm. um, because that, that's not the scale I, I'm, what I'm doing it like evil to me is that good s- men do nothing sterilizing your, your will to power, like your individual will to power, which is like the human experience is the fact that I can have an experience. And actually, if no one convinces me otherwise, my decisions are, are a direct input to the output. And we get convinced so often that we can't do anything. Right. And and this, this is the language of power. This is why I'm so against authorities telling you like, Oh, you need our help. Like, oh, you were just born in a poor family. You were just born of this race or this gender or this non-gender, this whatever. You need this because you can't do it for yourself. You didn't choose this. You didn't choose that. And what they're really convincing you of is that you have no choice. And that's the easiest way to rule people is to convince them that they have no choice. And that to me is evil. And so when I get down to the root of it, this gets really weird because if choice is the, and we're not talking about free will right? We're talking about actual will. Free will would uh, assert and probably assume that everybody is conscious of their decisions. But what I've become aware of is that I'm only aware of some of my decisions, the ones that I think are important that are on the surface. But my behavior, which is mostly subconscious, is my decision. I just choose to not be aware of it. Again, the active the active or you habitu- habituated enough to it that you don't but i even still think it's choice when you notice it always because if it's unconscious behavior that means you don't really notice it so this is the difference is okay. i think it's always choice you're just either aware or you're unaware okay so i made some um choices unbeknownst to myself, at least on the conscious level, that I was going to participate in certain activities. And when I get injured, I go, why did that happen to me? And you're like, you chose along this path to do X, Y, and Z, and this is the result. Unless you acknowledge that you chose all of these things, knowingly or unknowingly, you have no influence on your future. So therefore, I can't fix my injury because it wasn't up to me. I just got hit on a motorcycle doing 130 miles an hour. Or, I mean, the cat guy has no choices anymore. Let's just agree on that. But the, you know, whatever the, okay, so. And it was the toxoplasmosis that that allowed him to to, to make that decision to uh, To twist that wrist. Dude is a cat (laughs) owner for sure. (laughs) (laughs) This is is kind of the root of where I'm trying to rebuild to understand, you know, if I'm injured, why did that happen? And it, get, it gets even squirrelier. I mean, because people die, kids die, and you want to, what decisions made that happen? Obviously, this is very fresh and relative, but I want to know my responsibility in somebody else's death or eventually my own. Yeah. And, and that, 
it's not fun, but it comes down to the point that certain decisions were made, especially in the case of London, like along the way. Um, and when you're a child, you're supposed to be protected by your parents, but at some degree, you're trying to teach that child that they make decisions on their own. And to me, that feels like we did the wrong thing because all along the way, we we wanted to enable her to make her own decisions. Some of them were not healthful for her, right? It probably put her in a worse position that she should have. But I think anything other than that is evil. And so in not being evil, you have a bad outcome. And so it's not that being good always wins and being evil always loses. It's that, man, it's a really fucked up mixture of probably both. But in the end, if we're all allowed to choose our own uh, outcomes and we understand the the responsibility that is inherent in those decisions, then that that is the only ethical way to act. Right. You, you can't force anybody, even if it's for the greater good, quote unquote, or what, because that's evil. You're taking somebody's decisions away. And now we've just become more manipulative about that. Right. Now we have algorithms and AI and, and machine learning to ensure that people are guided a certain way, influenced so that their own decisions become unimportant because we can, you know, set the road up. And, and more sort of glaringly obvious mm-hmm. Um, incentivizing again. I mean, this, this keeps coming up. The 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 use of of uh, apparently good incentives to achieve what is ultimately a bad outcome. Yes. And and uh, and and I'd say you know do it for grandma. I mean that's, that's <laughs> look where that led us. I <laughs> well, your other option is to be overt about the threat of violence. Yes. Yeah. It's the old character of the stick mm. adage. Yeah. You're either going to provide an incentive that incentivizes, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, uh, somebody to do an action, or you are overt in your threat of violence of if you don't, or, here are the consequences. Or incentivize them to support certain ideas. Correct. And then, and then, and if you do it well enough, um, you just step back and watch it happen because mm-hmm. they become your soldiers. Um, because yeah. there's nothing more righteous than a born again anything. Uh, and didn't that last thing just come out about Anne Frank about how she originally got caught? They finally figured it out. It I, was a Jewish neighbor next to her that got caught and then turned her in to try to get less of a of a, a, a like a shorter yeah. And you go, oh, human nature, yeah. And and that's okay. Like I I guess you're gonna save yourself. Like that that's what we're. But <laughs> if we're all aware that we're saving ourselves, eventually, you know, when enough people die, I think you know the animals kind of figured out that cooperation becomes the thing, and and honesty is what guides cooperation. Transparency is what guides. So you understand the decisions that I'm making. Yes, and if there is dishonesty. Uh, however, well, let's say dishonesty, rampant or not, yeah. um, th- then then people are un people are unable to sort of affect the outcome of that pressure yeah. on on themselves as an individual. Uh, in the sense of well, the last couple of years and some things were said, but that were maybe not true. But then. <laughs> Uh, but it's for your own good. But it was, it, but it was for my own good. And if you 
go forth and I mean I didn't think there was like a points or reward system necessarily but um, if you could go forth and, and, and say what I said you should say um, then you know we can all be normal well, here, um, and I'm, I, I lost what I was trying to say awesome. there but, but um, just I, I think you're right that honesty and personal responsibility and accepting personal responsibility are the keys to cooperation mm-hmm. and if if there would be a lot less resistance right now, like, I don't know if you, so whatever, January 7th, um, we, we announced here in, in uh, Salt Lake County and also in Summit County, um, a, another 30 day long mask mandate for indoors. Yeah. Right. And, and, and walking around, we're like, well, there's a whole bunch of people who are <laughs> not fucking listening anymore mm-hmm. because, be, because uh, of, things that happened in recent history that they can still remember and so when um that house bill passed recently to to you know where basically the state legislature told the county um counties um uh sorry you kind of you stepped on it you overstepped on it um this this time and and that's no longer a thing uh it i've got an issue with increasingly distant government having an effect on, you know, mm-hmm. increasingly smaller locals to neighborhood levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some problem with that, but I also don't mind a good slap down when, you know, someone's overstepped on it, yeah. <laughs> you know, or into overstepped into it or, or de- decided that this decision regard, it looks the best, therefore it must be the best or <laughs> therefore it must be right. Like it looks like I'm doing something by imposing behavioral, ch- you know, ch- changes that have, well, they haven't worked. I mean, this is my question: is like, how has that worked so far? I mean, are the number the numbers the numbers are kind of out? Like, you look at the average worldwide of of what's going on, whether it was lockdowns. Um, doesn't fucking change Mass a thing. Yeah, it's like the average is like negligible, yeah. right? Like, you know, Sweden, you know, if you look at the overall aspect since the pandemic, you're just like, man, it looks about the same as Australia, as New Zealand, as like all of these places. And yeah, there's some that are less than, but also the they'll catch up. Like everything evens out in the end. Long enough timeline. Yeah. <laughs> It's this like, is going to be rel- this is flat. You know, there the, the, over a long enough timeline, there was no curve to crush. Right, right. It, it, this it is like, this is human intervention. This is a problem because and, we and what is you know when what is like what do they call that when human beings think that they know and then they act, but then they realize they didn't know. Um, and some like bad catastrophic thing happened, like some gods smote them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or smited. What's the past tense Sm- of smite? Smote. I think it's smote. I think it's smote. smote. Yeah. yeah. God smote the. Yeah. Something. But not we. But no. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> a smite for thee, but not for me. Um, yeah. I think hubris was it. Um, I think it's hubris. Incredible. I've seen some incredible like in this last we we had we have had fucking front row it's getting good to some crazy ass human behavior well the human being is the weak link in any system mm-hmm. we were having this discussion earlier yeah ouch the human being no yeah. ouch 100% the human no, no, being you're is, absolutely right it's the fallible 
uh, input and any variable, any any system, whether it's technological, whether it's evolutionary, yeah. whether yeah. it's ecological, biological, the human being is the weakest link. We and, are a virus, and the <laughs> easiest to exploit. Oh, oh yeah, to manipulate, yeah, and manipulate. That that to me, I think is, uh, I mean, that is human nature to me. Right, human nature would be called all sorts of things, but manipulatable is probably on the top of the list. I mean, there was a book back in the day, and I saw it on my bookshelf growing up. That was a book that my dad had. Um, I don't know who the author was, but I believe the title of the book was "Man, the Manipulator." Yeah, we're manipulatable because we're adaptable. That's, that's how we got to where we are. We got to where we are by being adaptable. And whenever you're adaptable, you can adapt to just about anything yeah. to include the will of somebody else. I mean, so there's a, there's a, I mean, there's like a, a very deep human question here, which mm-hmm. is like uh, our state of consciousness, let's just call it like awareness is higher than some other animals that are living and making decisions. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, plasmosis or whatever can make decisions about what grain direction to go into versus the light and the shade or whatever. So there's definitely decision matrix going on there, but ours is just a little bit more complex. Although from what I understand, it's not very complex. We, we, we justify the complex or we, we justify every, almost everything that we've done, but the decision is just an unconscious motor response to needs, necessities, wants, desires, all of that kind of thing. So that that's a, a really interesting point. If you kind of go go back, like um, if you if you believe that the like our conscious state evolved and kind of came online is kind of how I imagine it. Like with enough complexity of awareness and decision making, you kind of become aware of your circumstances. You become aware of future circumstances and possibilities and outcomes. It's just like you, if you didn't know something was possible, and then you realize that it's possible. You can then also share this realization with somebody else, which is kind of the invention of lying, right? You are now in my story, my narrative of what I want the future to look like. And now we have kind of the invention of coercion. And religion. Of religion and bureaucracy and like pretty much any organization of animals together, this becomes kind of, I mean, it's a, for lack of a better term, it's just more complex murmuration. Right, like, it's like it's it's kind of we're just like flying in one direction because somebody had a good vision and we believe their narrative. And this is probably fine if, and this is where I'm getting to like the Putin thing. What what I think he's doing is he's rewriting their gods, right? And in God is the term of narrative. So don't get offended by that name or word or whatever. It's just meaning it's, it's what gives you purpose or what gives you meaning or what defines what you, why you do things. Um, and if you could like backtrack a little bit, like when we have an Abramatic God, right? It's a narrative that gives us structure of how to do it, what to do, what not to do. And therefore the murmuration is more cohesive. Like people move in a certain direction. And that's why it was found throughout history to use religion as such a powerful modifier for human behavior, because it's a, it's a, such a strong narrative and story that goes along with it. And when we lose that, we get to the democracy God, right? Which is like the God of our founding fathers and the ideas that go with that, man, people were very convinced 
convinced enough to pick up rifles and and fire back at a very different narrative, which is the narrative of your majesty. Um, and so you start to see these things break apart. And I think as we get... Or choice against no choice. Yes. So if, as we get m- more and more diluted with our narratives we get less cohesive and you get more chaotic and you start to see birds flying into each other. And what I think we're at, where we have the technological God, we have the God of economic prosperity, we have the God of technology, which everybody is bowing down for. They believe this narrative. This is the interesting thing because there's people who are starting to mix narratives. They believe in the Abrahamic God. They believe in the technological God. And when asked which one you worship, they probably worship the technological God and the science. God more than anything. Although they don't want to let the, you know, they have in their back pocket the Abrahamic God. Because if you ask somebody, if you get sick, what are you going to do? Are you going to pray or are you going to go to a hospital? No, that's a stupid question. No, it's not. It is what story you believe about what's going on, about what story you think your actions and your meaning come from. And I think a lot based on our education is we have lost all sense of narration, right? Now it's just open to be interpreted, which is how people like me fall into meaninglessness so easily. I was never sold a, a narrative that I agreed with. So I fell into nihilism. It's the lack of meaning. It's the empty. It's the vo- what they refer to as the void. That that when there's a void there, you quickly, especially with my personality, you just become a cynic, which is kind of evil. It's a kind of evil where you do not believe in your own ability or the ability of people like you. Um, so you're kind of tricked into the story where you are impotent and incapable and all of these other things. And I think what Putin is trying to do is to take his country, show that, you know, the narrative for the West is obviously false. Like their narrative on equality is, the, is not uh, in, in diversity because we don't treat diversity like the law of diversity, which is what nature follows. We treat diversity as ethnic pride and and, um, and all these like a promotion of uh, individuality over certain things or uh, whatever it ends up being. We don't follow actual law of diversity, which is actually very true, which is like how languages evolve, which is how species evolve, which is all of these other things. And I think his his where he's going to start moving forward because I think people believe in his meaning, right? He's convincing. If I lived in Russia, chances are I would find him as a powerful leader because he's convincing me of where to worship and how to worship. Well, because if you didn't exactly that, but there's consequences, right? You get a radiological pellet put in you via an umbrella. This is my (laughs) argument. Freedom is great until you don't know what to do with that freedom. Yeah. And then it's self-destructive. But would you rather pull somebody's freedoms and ensure that they can live a meaningful life or give somebody the option to self-destruct? And this is what I'll always argue is give them the option to self-destruct. self-destruct yeah. Don't make it illegal to self-destruct. It's the only ethical thing to do. Take the warning labels off. <laughs> nerf. Take, well, nerf, no one, take but the warning so, labels off. The, 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 the print is so so fine and so small, no one reads them anyway. It's almost like they're not there. <laughs> Dude, I've read whole... How many of these do I take? I don't know. It uh, looks like about a month's supply to me, so divide that by 30, man. I don't, fuck, I don't know. Liability is a weird... Like, if somebody else is liable for you, your behavior changes 
right? You, you, you act in ways that you wouldn't normally act. The, the perfect physical demonstration of this is hand somebody a carabine or a rope, put them on a cliff and be like, don't fuck up. Uh, do you think, I mean, do you really, that, that could be where your sense of responsibility stems from is because no one is going to save you there. Your actions are a direct reflection of your output or your decisions are a direct input to your output. Hmm. Oh. Uh, that, welcome, that's... by the way, are we, are we, are, are you anonymous <laughs> guest number two, anonymous uh, guest, anonymous number, guest two, number two, perfect. James, yes, James, James again, James, James again, again. or Joe again, James again, or James also, <laughs> <laughs> but not. So where does your sense of personal responsibility come from? Well, yes, it definitely is informed by your experience and by your perspective. And when you are all you have, then you can't you can't abdicate responsibility to somebody else <laughs> you know like it's 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 impossible and yeah. so tell that to a, a ruling government hmm. or why 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 like because what you just said makes total sense to us we're like yeah of course that's like one plus one is equal to two like it, it looks factually correct to me it's so a ruling government would never want you to say that and thus they create a environment where you can abdicate your responsibility to somebody else because of everything else that is put into place the idea that i am responsible for me and only me and I'm not responsible for you is threatening to an institution whose only aim is the perpetuation of itself. <laughs> and that is, and that is government. I was going to say that's the definition of cancer, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's the definition of a species though, right? Like that's like, we're talking about biological drive, biological imperative as well. Like the, one biological drive is the propagation perpetuation of the species and you know much like human beings have not given back any terrain to entropy they've not given back any terrain to the planet they haven't given back any entropy, sure, yeah. any terrain to you know like the wolves uh for example so or the puget sound people or like a hundred percent a hundred percent and so this idea that we're Just, going to continue to perpetuate and continue to propagate it's a biological drive and so when you back things like government ideas institutions even now looking at technology artificial intelligence which is becoming actual intelligence you look at something that is interested in self-perpetuation because it's backed by biological drive for lack of a better term you've, you've taken yeah. something that you've taken an abstract idea and you've turned it into something living you've turned it into something that has a desire to propagate yeah uh, that might be uh, and would you call that i mean i might call that the spark Right, like we're all the same matter, we're all the same molecules, but some things coordinate and align themselves in a way that self-propagates. And that's kind of the only thing that 
it's one of the only things that separates definition of living to non-living things. Mm-hmm. And this it's, it's like this fucking input. Did you see this? Um, there's this uh, video of stem cells that they've put, they've taken heart stem cells and like these weird different things. They put them in a vat in the fucking cells. It's like just this jelly starts beating hmm. it. It, it spontaneously creates a pulse that looks much like a heartbeat in their heart stem cells. They are totally like in a test tube in vitro. Like they're completely separate. I got to pull it up. Cause it, it, like, if you see this, you'll go, what the fuck? Like, w- <laughs> this is like one of those weird things about, you know, um, uh, th- that kind of get me when people are, yeah, there it is. When people start talking about how big their deadlift is. No. Life finds a way. Yeah. So here it is. I'll just pass that around. This is so fucking weird. You're like, when we think that we're so aware, right? We have so much science and so much in that, that it's like a overused term, but I just think of it as like, man, that's hubris. Like, all the stuff that happened with the Greeks, that was great because it, like their awareness was there. And now we believe that we've gotten to a place where we're so aware that we're aware of everything. But you see something like this and you go, I really have no idea what the fuck is going on. And this is what would cause me to question pretty much anybody telling me what to do is because they can't fucking explain that. They can't explain. <laughs> Isn't that bananas? The fact that they'll still do, they'll do that in a test tube for two months before they <laughs> realize, months. like, ah, we're not doing any good here. I guess there's I no heart stop. here yeah. or something. Or, like, what what is the feedback thing? I mean, so this is, uh, to get back on the choice thing, this is really weird. Um, are they choosing to beat? Like, are the, are the, cells, cho- are the cells choosing to, to keep this rhythm? And I would say, yeah, that's like life propagating itself. It needs a rhythm. It needs a movement. It needs, it needs to move forward. It needs like something to, uh, to, to make it go. Like that's the, it looks like to me that that's like a cellular spark of consciousness where you start to see there's no mind there, but there might be. And so where it gets back to the choice thing, which I think is weird. And this is like, depending on how far you want to drag this back, um, most esoteric practices um, do not believe that you are just randomly um, assigned parents or, or, or you're given birth and then the spark comes to you then. They actually assign choice to your parents. And you choose your life circumstances based off of your eternal energy, whatever you want to call it, needs certain lessons and it needs certain circumstances in order to learn those lessons. And your life is becoming aware of those lessons. And this is the eternal flow of life in the universe has to do with this idea of choice, actually. I get like, I don't know. It's it's a weird, it's a very strange thing because I would. So I, I did choose my parents? Yeah. God, I know you chose it, poorly. <laughs> I, you know, I, in some circuit, you, I mean, we could, we could. Every, I think every child could say that at some sure. point yeah. about some particular aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the the large things, like, eh, yeah, it was, did pretty good. I mean, we don't talk now, but uh, the, but that doesn't have anything to do with the choice and no. and, and and the. The learning um, and experiencing that became available 
uh, as a result of that choice or because of or um, uh. it's hard to it's so it's it's easy to here's where it gets weird it's easy to assign I didn't have a choice with my parents I'm just dealing the best that I can but, and then which is whatever which is the general agreement consensus sure. consensus right? and, and without like any other proof any other like I, I'm I'm not arguing for or against I'm just saying what it does to me feeling wise when you go no like acknowledge that you made a choice you're just unaware why what you start doing is you start doing work you start trying to understand what less you like start trying to understand what it is you're supposed to do like what am I supposed to get from a dad that isn't present or abusive or whatever and suddenly it changes the it changes your power dynamic it changes the thing that was done to me and it changes to the thing that I need to do and now you have that random pulsing of cells that moves forward as opposed to just being diminished and that to me is like man that that's irrefutable to me because you feel the quality of a question from something like that as opposed to this happened to me a statement you get to the learning aspect of what am i supposed to do with this which is the start of anything is the kind of question that you can ask into something and that that really is where your choices should stem is based off the questions that you ask and that comes back to awareness and being aware enough to ask the question in the first place when presented with no outside input because our decision making process evolved to assimilate a lot of inputs and develop essentially binary choices from that to where it's either yes or no yeah like it's either right or left it's either up or down mm -hmm. and so by asking the question you're opening yourself up to inputs on a for at, for the question that you're asking you're opening yourself up to inputs on a metaphysical level instead of just on a physical level mm -hmm. of do i go left do i go right do i you know eat the chicken or the steak do i choose the aisle or the window seat now i have to choose do i go down this path or this path based off of where I am right now. And then do I make a different choice later on? And do you know what's interesting about that, that dynamic that you just described is that if I want to, if I want to, uh, I guess for lack of a better um, term, if I want to use somebody else's energy, mm -hmm. right? I would take away any ability to make a choice. There is no direction you can go. You sit in that cubicle and you do the thing because you have no choices mm -hmm. because this world is meaningless and it's a void and you're just supposed to be a copper top battery and produce for the economic prosperity God mm -hmm. or whatever. And I think uh, it, this, is, this is where it gets weird. You get a bunch of people that start thinking like this and you have a different world and that is terrifying. Mm -hmm. You know, even just take a different state. You get a state. How many people live in the state? I don't even know. Is it a couple million? Yeah, well, let's go. Let's go with that because I think it's one point one or one point two in the valley, and let's call it three million or okay. something total, just for right. ease of maths. Sure. Let's call it one percent of the United States population, mm -hmm. right? So there's one percent of the population. Can you imagine if one percent of the population thought and acted on this accord that their decisions were the most important thing involved in the outcome of their life and their experience? And they were they would they become more aware, right? 
at once, three million people come online aware of that everything that they do is their decision. It's their idea. It's based off of what they can become aware of, what they can notice, what they can pay attention to about themselves becomes highly influential of the choices they make because now they're just understanding, oh, I ate that because actually this is how I feel on the inside. I hate myself because my, you know, whatever circumstances for this year or my image or whatever, and therefore I'm drowning myself in Ben and Jerry's or um, I, I'm doing this not not because somebody did this to me because I put myself in a position where somebody could do that to me. It's actually my responsibility to not put myself in that position. And now you start to see what we've always found really strange with this entire pandemic is the lack or the disregard for the individual's reaction to a potentially dangerous pathogen, which is it's not pathogen plus human equals this, right? It's pathogen plus N slash human is equal to X, which means it's different every time. And it's different every time because the idea of that human changes how that pathogen affects it. That has never been acknowledged because that gives you a choice. If a governmental or authoritative power said, hey, it's up to you to survive this thing, right? This is dangerous. It's killing people, which is all true. That is not, that's not untrue. Some people are going to die no matter because their choices of when they're born, first of all, how they lived are going to affect the, they've made too many choices for their choices now to be of impact. You're too far down the line, mm. right? So for you, you need to stay as far away from this thing as possible. For the rest of you, your responsibility is to take care of yourself in the best way that we know how, which is up to you to figure out. It's not for us to dictate what soy fields you eat from and what meat you abstain from or all of these things. It just becomes about putting the power back in somebody else's decisions. Now, whether you wear a mask or not is based totally on what you think your risk is. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying <laughs> that a standard or standardized response to non-standard individual interactions with this particular pathogen might not have been the best uh, idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what we're talking about is we're talking about a system that has self-selected a binary decision matrix mm -hmm. for each and every situation. You are either choosing right or left. You are either you are either vaxxed or you're masked, or in this case, you're either masked or you are fine. You're restricted, etc. It is what you're talking about is you're talking about allowing individuals to have as many inputs available to them as possible in order to potentially make decisions that are unpredictable. Because now we're talking about multiple inputs. Yeah. We're talking about a decision-making matrix that takes into account far too many factors to accurately model and accurately predict and accurately control. And so if we're going to back to the purpose of the state is to propagate the state, now that makes that extremely difficult. If I can't predict that a person is either going to fall into this category or this category, now it's 
affects my, for lack of a better term, OODA loop, and now I am incapable of exerting the level of control that I previously had. I'm incapable of ensuring my own propagation and my own survival, and that's extremely dangerous. To 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 a, an authority, absolutely right to the authority, which which is also convinced um, about the about the god that they're worshiping, which here is the data god. Right. Without enough data, we can't predict the future. Which, when you look at like, what was the article that you put on? Um, that you, it was a Substack, the Gato. Yeah. So it, they went back. I think it was two thousand three or two thousand. It was a Bush administration, mm-hmm. and they had really started pitching this computer modeling for pandemic uh, control, all of this stuff, and it, it starts yeah. to like, oh yeah, that. We look at it now like that makes sense, but the computer model never took into account that it's a biological entity. Mm-hmm. So it they gave it certain measurements and metrics and then ran the program thinking that they knew all the variables. And they go, oh, we can stop a pandemic if we're far enough apart or we mask our faces or stop the spread or whatever. Oh, that was the article where social distancing yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, protocols were the result of um, one of the participants in the study, his daughter's high school project Yes, about yeah. stopping a, a pandemic within a school system yeah. or something like that, or stopping spread of this yeah. particular virus within her school system, and then that became fucking national policy. That became worldwide a world policy. World policy, yeah. yeah the, it's from the paper a, straw thing all over from again. From a high gotcha. school. This is insane, but it also makes sense because no other time <laughs> have we ever worship the god of data or computer or technology and now we so believe in it that that even when it's wrong we still believe even when even when we have inaccurate data data that 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 doesn't allow us to modify behavior in a logical way or even uh a, you know the, yeah. the, the the best of the human spirit sort of way um because uh because of incentives be, be, I mean, part of that whole discussion today about like, okay, standardized response mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, exposure to this, but then just like, okay, did they die of this or did the guy have a fucking heart attack? Right. And if, you, and if, and if, and if that is cloudy, if the cause of death is cloudy, then you have no fucking business telling people what to do. Right. At all. Yeah. It, this it, is information. You can put a diss, a miss, a fuck in front of it. Mm-hmm. It's information. If, if. If, if you cannot separate the relevant data from the rest of the, you know, noise, you should keep your fucking mouth shut. You mentioned the, the binary response, left or right, conservative, liberal, up or down, these kind of things. That's also known as bifurcation, mm-hmm. which is divide and conquer, mm-hmm. which is like if you give somebody the illusion that they have a choice of A and B, now you know how most illusionists work. Right. But, this but, is how, but also, if you if if you go if if you say in group out group, yeah. um, and you and you can pitch them at each other, sure, they're yeah. not looking at you, hundred percent. And yeah. this is yeah. this is like uh, from the very beginning, you know, in in some of those articles are in the new zine actually yeah. from the beginning of the pandemic. We're like we have you, no one here has identified, uh, in, correctly identified the opponent yet. Right. And everybody's up in our, you know, screaming about this and that. And you got to do this, and we have to behave like this. And we're gonna, if we do this, then we're done. And but it's like, no, 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 no. What? No, no. Just take a breath, take a beat, put your head down for a little bit, because they will, on a long enough timeline, 
true character is always revealed, <laughs> whether it's an individual or it's a state. End of fucking story. And people and and we just did went you know overreaction on top of overreaction on top of overreaction without adequate information. And also, don't look at what this hand is doing. <laughs> do you know, and no one did. Do you know how they're gonna quote unquote end the pandemic? I think. Um, by saying it never happened? No, I think they're going to announce who killed Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) No, the the news is going to be Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And everyone's going, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, my my protest against that information will be mostly peaceful. (laughs) Totally. Here's the interesting part. Like, what kind of blows my mind about the, um, the, oh man, the amount of vehemence and, 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 absolute pub like the acceptable amount of public shame for people who are not worshiping the the science god right the data god the vaccine god or whatever you want to call it for those people who are just questioning it is absolute heresy and you see people act in this way we have data that shows that comorbidity and all of these things maybe it's not the biggest factor because age is but it's definitely up there and if you see somebody that you care about and you don't this is what we talked about with steve and you don't say something you're not a good friend right that's for you to decide how to approach that so that they are so they still know that you love them but to have really real conversations about man i'm worried about you what can we do to help your situation so you get your life in check whether it's you know uh whether it's weight gain or whether it's like mental health issues or you know uh, alcoholism or any of these other things that could be absolutely detrimental if you were to get a pathogen that needs to uh, that needs to be addressed, and it's your job as a friend to do that. But in culture, if you say it culturally that people need to change these things, you're shaming them. Mm-hmm. But the shame that's acceptable for not vaccinating or not wearing masks or not that is astounding how that law of heresy works once you recognize what God somebody's worshiping. That to me, I think, has been really interesting because I'm not for or against. Like, the technological god to me is Poseidon and I don't go into the fucking ocean or whatever. It's like it's just one of these characters that you know has power, but I just stay out of their realm the best that I can. And that if you start noticing those kind of things, I think it really it can, what it did to me at first is like hate humans. But really now it makes me appreciate human nature, which is like oh, <laughs> This is how unaware our species is of certain things. They're so unaware. They're unaware of themselves and they're unaware of their hypocrisies and all of these things. It becomes kind of fascinating, uh, especially based off of your like the, the choice, the choice fatigue thing, which I think a lot of people play on. Uh, it's played on on menus in restaurants. It's played on on all, in, in web design and user interface. And all of these things are known if the you know the buy button is on the right hand side after you scroll down for less than five seconds somebody is more likely to buy right that has nothing to do with whether you have a good product or it's like the efficacy of your product works or it's sound research all of that stuff is irrelevant it's just somebody can you get them to click and i think we've mistaken that as like humans clicking as a a good thing and therefore we get we just get the human to do the, the trick and whatever conditioning is responsible for doing that, then we're a successful uh, government or authoritarian or a, su- a, su- a successful culture in some regards. A hundred percent. You can even circle around back to the hero discussion <laughs> and look at 
what God do you worship? If you turn an individual into a God mm. and now I can align myself with that and with this idea of every Memorial Day, I'm going to do this workout that's dedicated to this individual, supposedly. Um, and that's going to be me honoring him. But more importantly, every Memorial Day, I can be seen to be honoring. So now yeah, it's if, the wailing wall now. Exactly. So now if you're not doing that, if you're not doing Murph on Memorial Day, now what the fuck are you doing? Because I'm doing it and I'm honoring our heroes, even though Operation Red Wings was not a Memorial Day. But <laughs> regardless, irregardlessly. Um, I can only remember so many dates, dude. <laughs> and we, and we, we saw, you know, what's decision fatigue? We can get two dates. So now we've got 9-11 we've got 1-6. That's it. Uh, but that's, that's just the thing. And I think that the point about all of the different gods and what we choose to view as God and what we turn into religion mm. is... At the same time, it is only another avenue to enhance our own view of ourselves. Yes. Yeah. I find it fascinating that we try to establish a virtue hierarchy. Exactly. That's that's <laughs> right. what I'm saying. Is like, like, yes. like the Memorial Day thing there. Absolutely. was like, I'm doing it, man. What are you doing to honor? Yeah. You're just eating? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I got this vest and it's got a... Uh, one of those American flags that looks like it's upside down, but that just means but it's backwards. It's, it's in the wind. backwards because because it was on the other side <laughs> of my arm, body, something. I don't know. It's, it's going forward, but it's on my chest because I'm moving laterally. Yeah, yes. exactly. And that's more virtuous than a right side <clears throat> up, you know, or a forward facing flag, which is pointing backwards if it's on the wrong arm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and I don't want any of that shit because. <laughs> And and the 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 idea of of making you know a synthetic meat product more virtuous than a yeah. than a on the hoof you know meat product. <laughs> you mean a um, real meat product or is a fake one? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, we're trying to tie this behavior to like to to, to in group out group or establish you know runs on the mm -hmm. ladder of totally like how could I get what would I have to do right now. With the consensus, let's just say that 60% of the people out there believe in this thing, right? How would I get, what would I have to do to get to the highest rung of the virtue ladder? Like there'd be, there'd be like a god, but it wouldn't really have a name or a gender or an outfit. Um, but I would believe in it. Um, and then I would, I would not, well, I'd. I, I, I would only walk everywhere, so I couldn't get that far. Because um, everything else I do has some deleterious effect on the uh, what is that called? Um, climate. Climate. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of, okay, now I got now I got a fucking rabbit hole myself. Oh, nice! I saw I a great this. meme today <laughs> of an individual asking, um, "Hey, is there a tax that I can pay to end COVID nineteen, or does that just work for the climate?" <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's pretty Which good. I thought that was a pretty good one. Our okay, friends across so, the pond have showed us how to end COVID nineteen. You just have a head of state who is involved in a scandal over like a, a party, party, which is ridiculous. <laughs> which is <laughs> yes, Dude. and brought upon him, brought upon himself. Look Bo at what look Bojo? what American we politicians. About Bojo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look what American politicians do, and then like some British guy has a party, and people are like that motherfucker. I well, here's what here's the, here's the interesting, and he's, and he's like. This is the Pope getting down with a hooker kind of deal, like in our in our 
when did that I'll explain. No, no. Oh. It it hasn't, but, well. But will it? It it most certainly has in time. Sure. You know, it's not like the, you know. Selling indulgences. Yeah. Yeah, the the Borges, come on. Like, there, there's something there, but what's interesting about that is that you're you're seeing like, oh shit, the represented the the uh, transient feature to our god, our politician, or our tech owner, or whatever has created. Oh, the interpreter. Sin. Yeah, the the person who's yeah. he has sinned, Moses. and now we must hold him accountable because we created these laws that are so whatever. Um, the difference is negligible this is why i think it doesn't matter where you like you believe in christian science and you don't want to go to a hospital i go that's as good a decision as any at this point especially with a 50 percent hydrogenic rate but how is it any different from you know uh somebody dying of covid um who got vaccinated and them going well they didn't wear enough masks or they should have done this or see this is how deadly is they, they like take their counter and throw it back at you and that's the same thing as like you know hearing i don't know how many dozens of times we're in the funeral home for london and people just go well god just wanted one of her angels back and you go fuck man like however you excuse your you you need to make sure that your god is benevolent so everything has to work out in your worldview because you're unable to just deal with complexity and it's the same thing it's just the technological god and the fucking abramatic god they're both fucking malevolent as fuck and it's and it's a it's a view that absolves essentially all humans of responsibility Mm -hmm. so you're asking or earlier you're asking difficult questions about what decisions were made Mm -hmm. by the individual what decisions were made by those close to her in her environment that could have potentially contributed to this. Those are difficult questions. Those are difficult questions to ponder. Those are difficult questions to answer. And those are difficult answers to live with. And at the same time, if I take the worldview of, well, God just did this and God works in mysterious ways and I'm not going to question the heavenly father, then now I've at least built the pathway in my decision-making process and my thought process of, oh, humans aren't responsible for anything because God could end this at, at any time that he wants. And now it wasn't me. It was God. You know, God did this. I have a t-shirt idea. <laughs> Vaccines work in mysterious ways. <laughs> oh, ah, my God. Ah. Because no one understands how mRNA works. And that's no the title to the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to. That's all you. Thank you for that. Welcome. That, Anonymous <laughs> guest number two. Number two. And, and like, I was thinking recently, like, okay, we should just stop talking. Like, just pretend that COVID doesn't exist and never did. And we'll never mention it <laughs> and on the podcast. We'll never write anything about it ever again. Just ignore it and it'll go away. Well, like a it, T-Rex from Jurassic Park? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's or, attracted to movement. I'm not a deer. You don't see me. <laughs> I mean, it's the lamb bear squirrely eye where he doesn't know. He's just making sure out of the corner of his eye. We're just cor- we're that, that meme of the corner eyeballing, like checking out covid (laughs) it's it is interesting somebody said this to me today a very smart person actually which i was almost like 
baffled that he said it because we're he was sending me a bunch of data and he does this all the time he's a super fucking smart guy he works in a research lab for viruses and he like mm-hmm. specifically studied polio and a whole host of vac- uh, vaccines and the viruses and it's like what he does for a living so whenever i'm factually incorrect he will be fucking there to stomp me to down help. yeah and to help honestly yeah, like it really does and sometimes yeah. so he mentioned he sent me over like the real world data for life loss and the, what they call like gray area black area of all cause mortality it's mm-hmm. a really weird study but he's fascinated by it and he is goes is this the one that shows that there's been virtually no change over the last 20 years this one was one point so <laughs> uh, it's a, an increase by quite a bit actually 33 percent i think because it went from one come on what country were they looking at all it's worldwide this is why he's saying like hey trust this data because it doesn't like the cause of death is irrelevant it's just a death and it's really hard to manufacture that many false deaths so this is the data you should and it looks like covid caused this bump but the interesting thing is like some areas, depending on how many old people lived there, depending yes. on how many sick people there, he's like, we haven't yet got United States back. He's like, I'm fascinated to see what that is. But there's countries in the world who had less death because of COVID. And he was like, they didn't have the flu for basically a year. And I was like, yeah. oh, you mean the flu disappeared? And he goes, yeah, it does. Because they eat the same thing, for lack of a better term. It's like COVID and flu eat the same victims. And so if you die from COVID, you can't die from the flu. And I was like, oh, shit. At first, I was like, fuck you, man. That doesn't make any sense. And he goes, no, think about it. There's a hawk and an eagle. They both hunt mice. (laughs) The same amount of mice can die as long as they're out in an open field. Right? So one takes over the other. They're not equal. You don't like they don't get more mice. They just kill the ones that are suspect. So I should not while I'm still using a cane, go into an open field. Because I'm either going to get struck down by someone on a Peloton bike that got out of control (laughs) 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 or I'll accidentally eat some Beyond Meat and then I'll die from that. (laughs) Is that that pretty much, I just understood your thesis correctly? Well, it was was just like an interesting, like, uh, you know, when we look at statistics, I'm not like dumb by any means. I definitely don't have a statistical mind. Mm. But to have something explained to you and go, Oh shit, I did miss that actually. And I yeah. was looking at it incorrectly. And when you hear people say certain things, certain tropes, you like you have to be really careful with your analogies. Like metaphor oh, is yeah. very dangerous sometimes because yeah. A, it's how we speak and communicate ideas and transfer knowledge and et cetera, et cetera. But it also we're never taught how to do it correctly. Like my favorite from comparing like, you know, the vaccine to seatbelts, right? Um my first thought is like, well, you know, when I put on a seatbelt or Aaron puts on a seatbelt, it doesn't interrupt her menstrual cycle. So we're obviously talking about something different, right? Like this is just acknowledge that these are two totally fucking different things. And you cannot just make a cute analogy to excuse authoritarian rule. You have to understand that biological processes are different than other processes. It's the whole, you know, evolution's not true because did a hurricane ever put a watch together or put a Boeing 747 together? And it's like Boeing 747s don't fuck and mutate. So like... (laughs) Not that we've seen. (laughs) I mean, some of them are sexy, but... (laughs) I mean, I was watching that, uh, started watching that uh, 
uh, the, the, the orange is the new black. No, no the, that's good. Nice one. Uh, but there was a lot of orange in this movie. I was uh, I was watching started watching uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine or whatever. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and apparently some robot. I guess a human yeah. fucked a robot, and then yeah. Uh, yeah. and then some miracle happened. God damn, it's a good movie. Time to die. That was the original. Blade <laughs> that's the original. Thing, yeah. See, and that was uh, so I good. my opinion a better movie, but that's just Agreed. me showing my age. Um, I, did, I I ran across the seatbelt analogy the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But mine's better. Okay. Yeah. So because I was trying, so we have a new a mutual friend who <laughs> has recently purchased a firearm, oh. <laughs> um, and he's coming from uh, social circumstances where this might not have been an obvious thing. And I was thinking, no, he's going to have some hard conversations with some people that you know that know him. And uh, so I was going to give him a little. We never got to this point in our discussion uh, before he had a split. But I was just like, I'm going to give him some ideas, you know, because this is how you this is how you talk to people about why you carry a gun. And uh, and so you know, I explained my thesis about like I'd like to have the opportunity to influence the outcome of a situation that would normally had I was I not. Um, in the same room as my firearm. Um, well, I, I would just be an observer, sure. right? So I want to do that, and then, and then, uh, uh, what you know? Have you ever had to, you know? Well, the, statistically, you know, the the, the 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 you'll never ever get in this situation where someone, you know, where you might have to produce this firearm to have some influence on this situation. Um, you know, have you ever had to use your? You know, ask me. Have you ever had to use? My, have I ever had to use my firearm? Uh, no, but you know, I've been wearing a seatbelt for a long fucking time <laughs> and I've only had to use it once. Glad I did triple rollover, yeah. you know, whatever. But there's my analogy. That's a good it's analogy. Like because, only fucking yeah. head, because they are both inanimate, inanimate objects. inanimate objects that are used analogy. for safety. And they tools. can have a yeah. life-changing uh, influence on a particular situation. Here, here's your first advice, though. It's yeah. much easier to have hard conversations when you have a gun on you. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, talking about language and talking about analogies and idioms and some of the more uh, nuanced aspects of language you understand that when you learn a different one mm -hmm. yes what's the last thing that people usually get when learning language i can speak for myself as well as you, you the last things that you get are jokes and uh, metaphors and metaphor yeah and, and, and idioms yeah and it's because they are things that require nuanced understanding of language and very and precise culture. use of language yeah. and, and also sh uh, common history Yes, yes, Co yes, like, yes, like, common sh like shared experience of some Absolutely. kind in the back because you you know and uh, I mean I would have this happen frequently when I was I would be uh, climbing in the mountains with a French guy yeah French climbing partner yeah the inside jokes don't fucking work the yeah. shit like that you he thinks matters I don't think matter yeah. like mm -hmm. all of those and you were just like oh my god we can't there is no shorthand communication we have to go through this entire process yes of ex detailed explanation yes. before we can make a decision. So I just stopped fucking doing it. But anyway, but you're right. It's like the first thing you learn when you learn a new language, obviously the curse words. Sure. And yeah, then yeah, and sure. the last thing is idioms, jokes, nuanced language, that type of thing. And so when people use language flippantly and when they use it without nuance and they use it imprecisely, then you have issues to where it starts to become meaningless. And yeah. words that words have meaning well words have meaning until they don't and mm -hmm. they don't when they're used in 
a manner where the respect for the language is clearly thrown by the wayside and saying that, oh, well, a vaccine is like a seatbelt. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, a, a vaccine is like I, a parachute. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't yet shoved my seatbelt into my body. But now I'm thinking there's got to be some weird fetish on the internet for that. And I'm going to go look it up. <laughs> See, so when we were traveling with a client of ours, we went over to like Poland and Romania. And there was like all sorts of Eastern Euros would like show up. And we kept laughing because they would try... They would like in secondhand English kind of use one of their metaphors mm -hmm. and they were fucking great every time because none of them made any sense. Like this one guy kept saying uh, a couple times like, well, you know that the the board of a ship is not the same as the splinter of a tree. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But when you go back, Kenton would have to explain to us because he spoke the language. He's like, no, no, the word for this in that language means mm -hmm. the same as this. So the common and you're like, oh, OK, it basically means like an apple that falls from the tree. But mm -hmm. he kept like say and we'd, we'd always make fun of him by just coming up with like the most random shit statements but if you if you use it in the right tempo it sounds solid and i think that's what most people do they use the rhythm of metaphor yes. without any meaning yes. and you go it's like up and what do they call the i forget the word for it a question has an inundation is that right in it Am I getting that Inton right? Intonation? Intonation, yeah. Has yes. like a question has an intonation, right? So rises the tone rises at the end of the sentence. Yeah, and if you so, yeah. like English, as in United Kingdom speaking English, usually factual statements sometimes are done in that same tone. So you make a statement, but it's almost like a question. But that I think that I've always, I I believe that was something that that developed, and it's not ego. To, uh, like mm -hmm. I only started noticing. Um, later in my life mm. like I don't remember it happening in the first 10 years or maybe in the second 10 years and then I started hearing it more and I think it that th that type of intonation making a declarative statement mm. but that sounds like a question came um, uh, it, it somehow came along with wanting to be accepted and not be offensive Right, like I'm kind of not sure of my. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this declaration, but I'm gonna make it sound like a question, so that I get a little leeway. I'm not being a dick, and if I'm actually wrong, then I made it sound like a question, so, so I, I, I get I get a pass on that also. So what's the opposite of that? Because that's Twitter. Because I uh, I can uh, post something that might be benign, but I'm trying to be a dick. I'm like doing the opposite. I'm trying to be misunderstood. So I think I it's called a, trying to be a dick. So I can be. So I can get a reaction. <laughs> yeah. From people because that become no one wants to. Well, that's being provocative. Yes, a provocateur. Yeah, that that's what I think our culture is raising because that's how you get attention. I do a dance in front of a video and I point at the letter or the like. What we talking, the fucking, where did this come from? Where you like scroll down, you see a video and somebody's like dancing. There's just music playing. And then they'll like subtitle and they'll like point to the words to make a point. And it's like this weird adult child game that's played. Like I'm teaching you something, but I'm treating you like a toddler or whatever. And it's like, dude, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it's like the, the worst thing I've ever seen. And it's catching on like wildfire. It's an influencer thing. It, I, yeah, I'm. I want to take. Can I take one step back to the language? Uh, 100 thing, just yeah. because. Um, it, it, 
having some understanding of the culture that you're in uh, can can um, uh, can prevent a lot of problems. Mm. So let's just say there's a business meeting and this business meeting is happening and there's somebody who's invested some money and things aren't going that great. And that person happens to be Italian. Sounds hypothetical. This, <laughs> or hypocritical. Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Um, and, uh, and so he is expressing his displeasure with the outcome of certain events. Mm-hmm. Use, and, and this meeting is taking place in Italy, and the visitors happen to be you know, upstart Americans. Um, one of whom has lived in Europe for a long time and been around this particular individual and in Italy for, you know, uh, and have an understanding. And trying to restrain that individual who has a little bit of understanding, but not enough, uh, trying to restrain his business partner who is reacting to the, the Italian's volumetric con- or volume control or modulation and wild hand gestures and body language in a way that you would react if that person was doing that also as an American. Right? I'm like, dude, don't don't stand up and beat the shit out of this guy right now. As much as we both want to, <laughs> this is local mannerism, uh modulation gesticulation all of this is specific to this particular culture and he's highly emotional right now also specific to this culture it's a feature some might say um and uh and he's just expressing himself in that way but he he doesn't need a beating for this and it was one of the first times where i realized like holy shit we as americans um with lacking of you know outside experience if you've never been to you know other countries as more you know if it's the the whole yeah if it's wednesday this must be belgium thing or whatever it is um like that's not visiting other cultures that's like yeah you got a year rail pass and you had two weeks after high school whatever (laughs) now i'm totally dating myself but um But but if you go and you spend some time, you'd start learning some language and learn mm-hmm. and, and, and learn local custom. Uh, um, it, 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 we, because we don't travel m- m- to different countries, much less you know different states. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, we are not capable of adapting. And I think it's and it goes the other way too. Obviously, totally. um, with with cultures coming here and, and expressing them uh, their displeasure with how you know maybe direct we can be or how we you know make declarative statements that sound like a question and they don't have fucking any idea they they they're like barely keeping up with the words but they hear the tone and so they think it's a question but then you're standing there looking like a dick and anyway uh that that was one of the very first times in in that meeting where i realized like holy shit we we just need to take a breath here and try and become aware of a the energy we're putting out, but then also um, the, the the potential why this mm-hmm. person is expressing themselves in this way and does that have any bearing on what we need to resolve here? Well, I think that it does because you look, uh, there's a language uh, out of the Amazon question. It's like a Cuba Africano descent. So it's like an indigenous language. Okay. They still like sing songs in it. They still like use the language. And 
when you try to look up what words mean, they don't really have meanings. And the reason for that that I recently learned was that that's because when they would speak, it's more like a, an inflection language where they would just make noises and there would be an intention behind what they mean. It had more to do with how it sounded than what it was. Well, no, what it was. Yeah. And I think huh. we are so focused on the abstraction of language the word that represents the idea and we forget the intention of why there's like an energetic mismatch from what we're trying to do and will only become more so as the the greater part of communication comes with email and text absolutely absolutely because you don't get to no there there is no, no inflection yeah the inflection is the one that you infer as the reader I just put a laughing emoji with everything. <laughs> so sorry for your loss. Free. Laughing emoji. <laughs> Free pass. <laughs> just got that one. You got to say the cool, provocative thing, but didn't yeah. have to take responsibility. For yeah, it. it was Rock a joke. <laughs> it's become a bad joke. Yeah, I'm story. actually not sorry. And how do you let somebody know you read something? You like it. Yeah. Like, sorry for your loss. <laughs> like it. Like, no, it's not. It's not viable communication at all. Too long. Didn't read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the TLDR. Yep. One of my one of my favorites is to see a big ass post, kind of get the idea based off of the yeah. first sentence, and then too long didn't read, and then your reply to what you think that they did. Fun game to play, by the way. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the telephone game. Oh, spe- yeah. Speaking oh. of fun games to play, uh, real fun game to play right now is the. Cognitive dissonance slash mental gymnastics game on the front page of Reddit. Just go there and sort by hot oh, for the past shit. 24 hours. And uh, just the whole, <laughs> like, you mean I still have to pay my student loans? <laughs> that whole thing. It's funny. I was, I was just incredible. looking up the day when the rent comes due. Uh, so the uh, moratorium till May 1. Uh-huh. And then... Yes. Um, uh, so, so that was extended. I'm just, I'm fucking totally curious about like what's going to happen. Like who was, you know, sticking it, socking it away a little bit. I mean, are we going to, are we going to be asking for a balloon payment on May 2nd? I mean, that's what they did in mortgages. Okay. Most, most lenders, they like, yeah, you cannot pay for a little bit, but but the what, payment at the end is all of the payments. You're like, what <laughs> good does that do anybody? Well, I, and now I remember talking about that, but yeah. because they didn't actually extend the term of it, it wasn't like <laughs> we're gonna take take three months or six months off yeah. now, and we're gonna put it on the back end, right. but the rate stays the same. Yeah. Right. Um, so they wanted the balloon. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just wondering now, like, I, I mean, and, and I get. The, the student loan thing has me utterly mystified on all levels. There's the moratorium and then what's going to happen when it's over. That's We'll get to watch that one. But I, I didn't realize, you know, because a lot of people are like, yeah, student loan forgiveness. Go Bernie. Beat the burn. Burn, Feel don't me. run. Whatever. <laughs> Um, it, <laughs> Do you think when they get that balloon payment, people will go, feel the burn? <laughs> <laughs> That's the old HB right there. You got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, and I, what I didn't realize, I'm like, okay, so how, how's this where they just, for, they just like forgive it? Like what happened? <laughs> it just goes away. Oh, wait, no, no, no. We all pay. Because <laughs> yeah. the lenders... Are not going to just like eat that. 
right? <laughs> no, because they're doing now to student loans what they did to mortgages prior to 2008. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it's the same. It's, that's the same it's literally the same it's the exact, same exact yeah. thing. People are underwater in yeah. debts, that debts that they're never going to be able to pay. It's yeah. a risk assessment and a batching. It's a batching of these loans. Yes. So it looks identical to 2007 like yes. risk assessments. Yes. <laughs> because they didn't do it for mortgages. So we're out of the, like, the housing bubble. That's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Okay. So so it's not yes. housing. It's, it's non-education. Correct. Um, Correct. <laughs> or whatever. So batch all these loans together, and then and then somebody with a wave of a magic wand say that goes away, but who, that just actually goes into other people's asses, right? It crashes like the market is what it does, and that's why it's never going to happen. Because okay. all of these campaign promises that were made of like, oh, I'm going to cancel all student debt, that was made before actual economics experts came right. in and said, well, if you do that, then we are, we're Venezuela. It's like, do you, do you want to do that? No, you don't. So we're just going to go ahead and not do that. Venezuela is beautiful in the summer. It's gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why did you not want to be? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's beautiful yeah, because gotcha. there's no food to clutter up the view. So <laughs> <laughs> no fat people. There's no fat people cluttering up the view. So, yes. So now look at Ukraine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to go ahead and cancel your student loans however look over if you here. join the military you get student loans repaid and uh even if you don't you don't have to worry about because you can go die in ukraine so i'm going to say and we have this vacation plan for you in the ukraine <laughs> and if you're lucky you'll get the posted to the crimea which is apparently quite beautiful uh, yeah it's the if you get unlucky city. you'll be up north somewhere if and, you get unlucky then they'll name a workout after you yeah <laughs> That was a way to bookend. That, that, On that note, I got to go teach people to exercise. Okay, I got one, I got one more question. Kazakhstan. Mm. Outside influence? If so, who? Is that even a question? 100%. 100%. 100 outside influence. Yeah. Agitators. Yeah. Agents provocateurs. Agents provocateurs. <laughs> that came in and after, like, took uh, seized the opportunity of oh. a local sort of feel-good uprising. Let's just say against increasing. <laughs> I don't want to say feel good, feel warm. And they and they learned from uh, 2014 because there were no pictures. 2014 went swimmingly, except there were pictures. Yeah. Now there's no pictures. Oh shit! They don't make the same mistake twice. And so, so then, so <laughs> yeah, then, they, they learn. The U.S. They learn. Yeah. I'm, I'm with. I'm with. I'm with all of this so far because it, it feels more than thinks mm -hmm. right sure. um and then uh so russia okay yes yes 100 percent. because kind of, who because yeah. who benefits oh there's oh, yeah. there's destabilization in the country and who gets asked to come in yeah exactly what would any other what, what, how would that benefit any other country? So what? What? Let's let's. We should design a workout. <laughs> okay. okay. I can't even. Okay. I can't even say it with a straight face now. <laughs> okay, Michael, go administer fitness, and uh, we'll see if we can find our way out of this. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm in it. I'm in it. Let's let's find our way out of this one. <laughs> um. What was the name of the guy whose statue fell down? What was named after him? Oh, Saddam. Yeah. 
The one they pulled down? The or? one they pulled down in, in Kazakhstan. Oh, in Kazakhstan. In, in Almaty, oh, I guess. Uh, I do not know. Yeah, me neither. I do um, not know. Was he a Soviet? Was it? Oh, a, that's thing. I don't, I, I don't even want to look it up. Yeah. All the knowledge All right there. <laughs> I just don't want to know. That's your binary decision for the day. Like, <laughs> I could look this up or, or not. I just go on living my life. Yeah, exactly. And because that's what I'm going to because do. it won't matter because right. the workout will name itself if it's, if it's hard enough. Because <laughs> it's only the hard ones that get names. That one Friday didn't have a name. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or if it did, it was "oh fuck" in French, which yeah, yes. <laughs> apparently means seal. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's P H O Q U E, and that oh, is fuck. A, a fuck. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> By the way, that workout was—I mean, I'm glad because El- Elodie today was saying that people were sending her texts complaining to her, <laughs> which is it, hilarious, which is awesome. <laughs> Because I get off scot free, but she did ask for something hard. She did something mean, something vicious, she something did. difficult. She did, and um, and she made it harder on herself too. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, which is which I appreciate absolutely. Actually, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I believe that workouts in the space program. So if you uh, follow along with that, you can uh, you can administer it to yourself and. Um, and as written, I think it was actually harder than the way we did it because I think we had a little bit more rest in between sections. Yes. Just as guys were getting equipment and everything. I think if you set it up as written and you just bounce boom, boom, boom between parts, it, it oh, would be Yeah, super you heinous. wouldn't have like a 24-hour delay before the, <laughs> the, the, the doms hit. There would be no delayed onset. It'd just be like muscle soreness now. It'd feel like MS is what Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, 100%. But I did get um, a, a, a really, you know what? I appreciate it. When, if, if I can design a workout that has the effect that I want and somebody responds relatively quickly afterwards, and mm-hmm. Michael did respond, he said, wow, that one was sneaky. I almost oh. fell down the stairs of the Thai restaurant, which was like two hours later. Sure. Post-workout. Yeah. That was oh, pretty good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, dude, you saw me on Saturday. <laughs> and and Brandon and Devin. And uh-huh. <laughs> like everyone was like, ooh, every time someone tried to kneel down to pick something up. Like, it's very gingerly. Yeah. <laughs> precisely, I believe. It was thoughtfully. Precisely. Thoughtfully. Moved very yes. precisely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna we'll uh, ano- you'll be anonymous number whatever next time as well. Um, but we'll we'll uh, cover a different topic because this did not go at all like I thought it, it was today. A phenomenal conversation though. Yeah, that was that was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, yes, that was uh, I have very s- thought provoking as well. <laughs> exactly, I was gonna say I have <laughs> some shit to think about right now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, Until next time. Until next time. Thank you.